0: For the title, good. good snap. The hold is down. It's long enough. It is good. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Matic. Today's guest, one of the all time great shooters in high school and college basketball in South Dakota. He scored over 2,000 points in high school but then became more deadly beyond the three-point arc in college and scored more than 3,000 points. A hometown boy done good for Aberdeen. Aberdeen Central and Northern State University, he's Eric Klein. And, Eric, welcome to EM Play.
1: Thank you, Craig. It's good to be here.
0: You know, you were the superintendent of Aberdeen Christian last year, but now you got a new position. You're still in Aberdeen but now you're the director of the Northern Academy at Northern state in Aberdeen. So tell me what, what's that new job all about?
1: Yeah. So it's been great being a part of the Aberdeen community, uh, for, for 50 years, uh, spent almost the last, uh, the last decade at Aberdeen Christian as the superintendent. And before that, almost 20 years in the public school as a teacher and, coach and administrator and now most recently the director of the northern academy right here on the campus of northern state university and it is a creative idea to encourage students who are taking their dual credit classes, so they get credit both in their high school requirements as well as in their forward thinking into college. But to take those courses on campus under the director's office, we're calling it the Northern Academy, and so students who take their dual credit classes on campus will be on on my roster and I'm going to have their back. I'm going to be able to mentor and encourage and be a part of their lives and help them have a positive early college experience with hopes to inspire them to be able to continue in their life goals for their college and career aspirations. And so we're seeing a trend of many kids taking dual credit. It's a very popular program, Mm -hmm. but very few students are actually coming on campus to do that, and we want to reverse that trend because we know that community is important, belonging is important, and to be able to have them on campus, and for me to be able to mentor and encourage them, I'm really looking forward to that opportunity to work with young adults.
0: You know, you have been involved with education since you graduated from Northern back in the mid-90s. Is the education profession in your family?
1: No. From my awareness, uh, I I may be the first one to step in that arena, and I was inspired by a mentor of mine that was that is a teacher in the Sioux Falls School District, Troy Warner, he was at Northern as a college student and he'd work at the local YMCA and he would be there in the early mornings when I'd be getting on my bicycle to come down to the Y to spend the day in the gym working out and he was there and he was took me under his wing, taught me a few basketball skills, were able to play one on one basketball together and he just became a good friend and and I noticed that he was going to be in the teaching profession and I just was inspired by him. And it really meant a lot to me to be able to help kids. And, I, and he was he was a coach. And one of the things that I did in high school was coach youth basketball. And that was another thing that really I saw. Hey, I really like working with kids. I like to inspire and encourage. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing for for most of my life.
0: I heard about this YMCA thing uh, when you were growing up there, uh, Eric, about you had a three-ring binder, and you were keeping track of your shots in practice. Now, where did that come from?
1: You know, (laughs) I don't really remember where I got the idea to keep track of my shots. Uh, It might have been... (laughs) it may have been just something that I wanted to keep track of as I set some goals. And Troy may have been one that inspired me on that as well. But I also remember watching a video on Steve Alford. Steve Alford was a guard for Indiana and he had a shooting workout and I remember watching those tapes and learning from Steve, and then putting some of those principles together as I would go to the Y and do my individual workouts. And just that accountability of saying, hey, I want to make uh, six out of 10 from this spot, and I'm going to keep track of it. And uh, it was just something that uh, helped me, I guess, be accountable.
0: So you're an eighth grader at uh, Aberdeen Central. We're talking like 1987. The Golden Eagles. By the way, they had a pretty good year that year. In fact, made it to the state double A tournament for the to the championship game for the first time in ten years, and Aberdeen Central would lose to Brookings by one when you're an eighth grader. But how hard were you working at your basketball skills as you're an eighth grader at the time?
1: Well, I tell you, I remember starting to be real intentional about my individual workouts back when I was nine and ten years old. I was I just had this passion to to be a part of basketball and I love the game and I was heading to the Y at a very young age, early in the morning to do my workouts and and uh, and even as an eighth grader I was you know, I was heading to the Y to work out on a Friday night and I would go over to the Civic Arena where my dad would be watching the games of Aberdeen Central and I'd I'm up there and the game would be just about over and I'd stand up in the balcony and look out on the floor. And I always said, you know what, I'd really like to be playing as a freshman. And who inspired me for that was uh, Eric Pajkowski. He came to town, Rapid City Stevens playing Aberdeen central. And I noticed he was a freshman playing ball. And I'm like, Hey, if Eric can do it, I can do it. And, uh, and so I, there was that, there was that fire to set some goals and, and be a part of golden Eagles basketball from a, from a very young age.
0: Well, you, you did play then as a freshman. And of course you uh, went to the state tournament and back to the championship game. And this time, uh, Aberdeen central won it, but you know, Terry small was the head coach for Aberdeen central. What did he see in you at that young age? <clears throat>
1: You know it's it's interesting now that I'm working on the campus of Northern there's an old gym called Dakota Hall and my office is right down the way from Dakota Hall and I remember doing the uh, being a part of the summer leagues where Terry Small and Bob Olson would organize the basketball camps and some summer leagues and and so I was I would go to those leagues and I was playing ball and rubbing shoulders with the guys and and uh, it was it was great that Coach Small gave me a shot as a ninth grader to be able to to play on the Golden Eagles basketball team, and certainly, his great memories, been able to win a state championship.
0: Yeah, that was nineteen eighty seven. It was ten years since Aberdeen had won a state basketball title. Who were some of those other teammates on that championship team when you were a freshman?
1: You know, Jeff Jeff Mack and um, and Dan Hoke and there was Eric Donut was on that team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so those, those names are the ones that come to mind right away. Um, Jeff Oaks was on that team. Uh, we had the Adams Brothers. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good group of
0: guys. Well, your sophomore year, you get back to the state tournament finals, but a name that you just mentioned – Eric Piekowski and Rapid City Stevens got in the way. And that was at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center, wasn't it that year?
1: We did. We came back to get back to the championship game against Rapid City Stevens. Eric's a senior, and it was a hard-fought game all the way through, and I had a chance to win the game on a three-point shot. Got a great screen and came out, had a good look at the basket, and I really felt down. good about the shot, and it went in and out, and uh, we, we, we got second.
0: You know, it's, it's- – one of those times where it's pretty rare. Not a lot of players can say they've been to four straight state tournaments. Uh, here, as a freshman and a sophomore, you got to the championship game. So, what was the expectations coming in as your junior year uh, with Aberdeen Central, you know, eventually making the state tournament again?
1: Yeah, I would. I know it was our expectation to win, and and we were as competitive as anybody to be able to do so and that junior year i remember i remember getting beat in the semifinals and so we weren't able to we weren't able to make the championship game but then we were able to play this, I think, three-overtime game versus Brandon Valley in the third- and fourth-place game. And so here this championship game is coming up, but they had to wait for three overtimes for us, this barn burner game against Brandon Valley, where it was just back and forth. Well, you put and, up 47 uh, ended,
0: points in that game, Eric.
1: Yeah, yeah. We ended up losing. We got, we ended up getting fourth place that year.
0: You know, when you talk about the state tournament, you still hold four scoring records at the state double a basketball tournament. And one of those is the most points in a consolation. And that was the 47 points (laughs) that you scored against Brandon Valley. But you know, what's crazy, Eric, you did it again, your senior year, another 47 points. And that was in the third place game.
1: Yeah. So here we come back for the senior year and we're excited. And, and, uh, one of our, our key players, Chad snow. Got a knee injury just before the, the state tournament. And so we were down uh, with one of our best players. And so we went into the tournament, you know, optimistic, but missing Chad, which was tough. And uh, we, we did, again, got beaten that semifinal game and ended up playing Watertown in our senior year and, uh, and ended up winning that last game and getting third place.
0: Overall, you scored 2,025 points in high school, four straight double-A tournaments. You won just one state title, and that was when you were a a freshman. Um, How did you adjust those last three years at Aberdeen Central knowing that your opponents, they were going to be focusing on you wherever you were on the court? How did that – how were you able to uh, accept that and – try to beat that strategy of the of the opposing teams
1: and that's where I give the credit to my teammates and and coach small and and coach Olson you know they they were they ran a particular motion offense and they also, ran an offense that allowed us to get up and down the court and uh i I always kind of joke that we really didn't need the shot clock back then because we just we really flew up and down and it was kind of a fast break offense and and we we ran a motion offense and so they really worked hard with us on movement without the basketball and setting screens for each other and without my teammates they they were amazing i mean they they were Looking to set screens for me as I was, and then they'd teach us to read screens, you know you'd read the defender, you'd curl that screen if the defender did this or you'd you'd fade away if they did that and so through this motion offense and then my teammates and I, what I really see is a self selfish a selflessness a selflessness of their willingness to to get me open and uh, I worked hard. Um, without the ball to get open, but I couldn't have got open without all of those screens. That's for sure.
0: Who was your favorite player to go up against in high school? I suppose Pike would have been one of them.
1: Yeah, Eric Pikowski, uh, Scott Beckstrand was another with with Sioux Falls Lincoln, and and Mitchell had um, Scott Morgan and and Marty Jacobson. Just you know, there was just some really tremendous athletes all through um the state of south dakota and uh and especially in the ESD
0: you know, you think about it today all these uh traveling teams in the summer and AAU teams they didn't have anything like that when you were in high school right i mean what were the summers like
1: some of those traveling teams were just getting started because I remember Eric Pikkowski's dad, I believe if my memory's correct, put together a traveling team with Larry Luchens and and so we, we got a group of us from around the state and we went out to Arizona and played a tournament and um, Las Vegas. But that was like our junior year. So that was it was but it was a really big deal. It wasn't it. No, it wasn't very common. So our summers were our summers for me were in the gym by myself. And with with Chad Snow, I mean, we would go in and work out. But a lot of a lot of days just in the gym. Uh, by yourself shooting them up and uh, doing the workouts charting your shots and and conditioning staying in condition and getting ready for that next season
0: how did you stay motivated and not burning out you know that's a good question because I
1: started so young being very intentional about the game and I by the grace of God I I through good friends good coaches you know my parents and just encouragement Um, and then, and then watching others, you know, I knew other people were playing. So if I wanted to compete, I was going to have to play too. But I, but I do know that, you know, once I finished up with college, I never played again and, you know, I I didn't play church league or, or city league ball. Um, and I think when you talk about how did you do it without burning out, I think I I met my capacity by the time I was done with my senior year at Northern. And of course I ended up with two knee surgeries in the off seasons, um, during my college days and, and I'd sprained my ankle so many times, um, that it's, uh, it's just kind of like my body said, Hey, you know what, it's time to move on to other things. And, and it had, it had just been a beautiful experience and I give lots of thanks for it. And, uh, and so, yeah, but I I do think that that capacity in me for the intensity of which I, I committed to basketball did come to that, that closure my senior year at Northern when we made it to the final four in the national tournament, but weren't able, weren't able to make that championship game and, and my body and my emotions, I think, said, you know, well done. You're, you're done now.
0: The most points you scored in a high school game was 59. That was against Huron. Was it just a great feeling that you had? Just kept shooting and everything just went in?
1: You know... That night uh, against Huron, I remember Coach Small coming in the locker room after the game, and it was another barn burner. Again, we were up and down the court in high school basketball, scoring eighty, eighty points, ninety points. I mean, that's in, 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 you know, thirty-two minutes. That's, that's quite a feat. And, uh, and he said, and I had no idea. I had no idea. He said uh, something like. Did you know how many points he had? And I I mean, I, I didn't, it just, it was just one of those competitive games. And, and, uh, it was just, and then you think 59 points, it's like, how did that happen?
0: (laughs) Well, Bob Olson is the coach at Northern Northern state in Aberdeen. Northern was an NAIA school at the time when you are a senior in high school. Everybody thought maybe you'd be staying at Northern, but you chose Augustana. What was going through your mind, whether to go to, to, to Northern, stay home in Aberdeen, or go play at Augustana?
1: Yeah, great question. I remember going to the Nike camp the, my junior year the summer of my junior year where supposedly they invite the top 100 kids in the nation to go to Princeton, New Jersey. And you you spend some time in the classroom learning about life. And then you spend time in the afternoon playing ball and, uh, And I got there and I realized that there was just no way I was going to play division one basketball. You got Jason Kidd, Chris Weber, you got these all stars and and you're just standing there saying, wow, look at them do what they do. And the point of the the Nike camp was encouraging you to stay in your home state, get an education, go do something for your community because of the hundred guys here, there's only going to be just a, just a few that are going to, are going to go into that NBA. So it was really a cool experience to be able to have people mentoring you saying, go get that education, stay in your state. And I was also, um, I was also watching high school basketball state tournaments and George I'm trying to remember his name. Was it Kyle? um, Kyle George went to Augustana and I just really admired his play and, 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 I was like, Hey, Kyle went to Augustana and then I signed early. And, and so I was kind of inspired by Kyle and he went to Augustana and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go give this a try. And, uh, and so really, you know, I, sometimes when I think now, I think that I, did I signed too early, did I make that decision, you know, just like, because, you know, I went to that Princeton camp and they were encouraging you and, and, And so I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, but I, I have no regrets. I'm glad that I went, I'm glad that I experienced it. And I'm glad that as I finished up that first year and I'm like, you know what? I'm not sure I want to continue with basketball. I'd kind of lost some of my drive and, uh, Thanks to my wife, she said, "You know, you played a long time. You know, why don't we go talk to Coach Olson?" And so we came and talked to Coach Olson, and he said, "Uh, "You know, we're sure welcome you back." He said, "But you got to earn a spot." (laughs) And uh, as soon as he said that, you got to earn a spot. It's just like the pilot light got lit, and uh, the fire was back, and I and I uh, and I was excited to to go do it.
0: That first time, though, you're with Augustana. Augie comes to uh, Walks Arena there in in Aberdeen, and you're playing for Augie to take on Northern, and there are 6,000 fans there in the arena to see you play. What was that like?
1: You know, I I think it was awkward for me. I, I really can... You know, and I think back of just what that felt like. And if my memory is correct, I think Northern whooped us. Yes, (laughs) they did. They they won both games Uh, that year. (laughs) And uh, and so I felt, I think it did feel a little awkward. Like, you know, this is your hometown and here you are coming back to play. And uh, yeah, I do think I felt a little awkward.
0: (laughs) So the decision to actually go back to Aberdeen to go to Northern occurred when you were at Augie.
1: Yeah, it was about... I think I was about halfway through my freshman year and I was just like, man, you know, I just don't know if, should I just stay, should we just keep going to school? You know, am I done playing ball? I just, I just felt a little bit off. And, uh, and so, yeah, we decided to, to just give it a try and come back here and, and, uh, it was a, it was just an amazing three years being here at Northern on campus and the community support and and uh, it just was a beautiful experience. We were able to we were able to win a lot of basketball. Um, we really had a, a close knit group of of guys that loved each other and had each other's back, and we we just, we, we valued what we did. We didn't take it for granted. You know, we knew that there were little people watching us. We knew that the community was there to cheer us on and, and we, it was an honor. I mean, it really, it really was just, um, really special for all of us.
0: It is amazing how many three point shots you attempted, whether in practice, in high school, in college, curious, did you ever try to see how many three-point shots you could make with your eyes closed? Because you had <laughs> the shot. It was almost automatic. Were you able to do it with your eyes shut at all?
1: You know, no. never, <laughs> you know, I, I never, never tried that. And and there again, I look at the number of attempts I had too. And it's like, yeah, I made a lot of them, but I missed a lot of them too. And, and I'm always humbled by my teammates' willingness to to put their trust in me and uh-huh. also to to get me open and to give me the opportunity to shoot that many shots. And it's like, because that's a lot of attempts.
0: Well, March of 1993, Northern record, most three-point shots taken in the game. Do you remember how many three-point shots you took? Nope, I don't remember. 23. <laughs> that's a lot. 23. What do, <laughs> what do you remember about that game? It was uh, March of 93. <laughs> you know, what's interesting
1: is, is sometimes people ask, you know, what I remember about the game and, and dif- different games. And, and unfortunately I don't have like a ton of crisp memories about the game. And sometimes I ask myself why, and I, I think it's because I just, I just put my heart and soul into, it and I just was so focused. And I, and sometimes I look back and say, did I enjoy it enough? You know, did I really, did I really just soak it in? And, um, I think I, I wished I, if, you know, you always think well, if you went back in time, what would you do differently? And I, I think I would, I always was grateful, but, but you felt that responsibility. And sometimes I think that, uh, I think that sometimes weighed on me more than I realized.
0: Of course, it was February of 94. You score your career high 52 points with Northern. You scored, uh, you scored 11 three-point shots in that game. You know, and, and while you were at Northern Eric, I mean, you had time with Lance Luchins and Ryan Miller, Kevin Burkhardt on that roster, and you guys were very successful at Northern. What made you guys so good? You know, that's a great question, but
1: I, I would like to, I, I really believe it was, it was the chemistry and it was the, again, selflessness. It was, it was the, you know, it was the friendships. And it was just, just that belonging, that sense of that, that sense of belonging. I I remember, um, you know, it just, there was just a, just a great love and respect for each other. And so you got guys that, that have talent, but, but you also have guys that work really hard and, uh, and they've got each other's backs. And I think that really, that really, uh, I think that was the key to the, the, uh, success.
0: Was there one game that you're behind late in a game and you said, hey, give the ball to me. I I think I got it. I'll put put you on my back. Did you ever have those kind of games?
1: You know, nothing really comes to mind along those lines. Um, I do remember... I do remember a funny story being in in Minnesota Morris playing for a conference championship and I got fouled at the end of the game on a three-point shot and I didn't realize that I had three free throws I thought I was only getting two shots because I didn't realize it was a three-point shot I, I just missed it and uh, so I missed my first free throw and on my second one I'm supposed to have two more shots but on my second one I, 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 I throw it hard off the rim because I'm like I've got gotta do something. And, uh, and I get the, I get the rebound and put the, put the ball in the in a layup and all the guys are just standing there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was embarrassing, no doubt. But anyway, we didn't end up, we, we ended up losing that game. And again, my teammates were gracious and, uh, they, uh, they came around me and encouraged me. And, and I just, I appreciated that because that was a, that was a, not a very smart move.
0: Northern makes it to the NAIA finals in your sophomore and junior year. What was what was special about those Northern teams uh, making it making it to the finals and I think most of those games were played there in Aberdeen.
1: So yeah, we had lots of playoff games that were able to be played here and i just remember how full the barnett center was and the crowds and the band and the people and just the celebration of watching these young men play ball and again i mean those are the things that i just think i'm just i'm just so grateful for all of that community support it's just nothing like it and and so yeah we were able to you know embark off to napa idaho and and play in these these championship runs and Talk about competitive basketball and probably one of my biggest, it's, just, it's not a regret, but it's just like, oh, I just wanted to to get, bring that championship home to Aberdeen. I know the girls did it, you know, and it's like, wouldn't it have been cool for the guys to do it too in the same year? And, and, and then also for Coach Olson, you know, it's just like, yeah, let's get that guy a championship. And so, yeah, but it never happened. We were so close.
0: The city of Aberdeen loves its basketball. They're always at the top or near the top in attendance at Northern Wolves games. You probably played in front of a full arena for every home game your, uh, your college career in Aberdeen. Well, and
1: I remember... Uh... Yeah, the attendance is just in this community support has been profound. I I remember in high school, the, the old Civic Arena, where Northern used to play their games, and I was a little guy, I'd go watch. And I was always amazed, you know, And you've got Scott Bezenko and Scott Kusler and, and the guys playing, playing at the old Barnett Center that holds, I think, about 2,500 people. And so you can imagine it was just like standing room only in there. And so high school ball was like that where the arena was full of people. And then you go over to Northern and play in the Burnett Center where that's full of people. And it's just, it's, it's something that I don't take for granted. I mean, it's, it's really special. And then to be able to be here on campus working now, I, I'm, I'm humbled by it. It's, it's really, really exciting.
0: When you run into uh, former or er, fans of people who watched you play, is there one game they always mention I remember when you did this.
1: Um, You know, for high school, I I have had some people mention the 59-point game against Huron. And uh, there was also another high school game where Rapid City Stevens came. And it was, it may have been an overtime game back and forth. And we ended up winning kind of on a last second shot. Um, And then in in college, um, it's not so much, it's not so much a game, but it's, I just really appreciated those years of basketball. It just really meant a lot to us. We, we drove from, you know, a small town, we, you know, the, the family got in the car and we came to town to to watch the Wolves play basketball. And, and it's just like, wow, great. You know, it's just, and again, humbling to hear that a family would take their, take their kids, get in the car, come to Northern and, and, and watch the games. And that, and we, as guys, we, we knew that. I mean, we we knew that people were coming and so, sometimes from quite distance to to watch the northern game and that that really is special.
0: You were the superintendent of Aberdeen Christian last year and the boys made the state tournament last year and of course it was in Aberdeen. What were your what were your feelings going through that whole state tournament last year watching the team that you were the superintendent of and certainly uh, the town that uh, that she played in that
1: that to me is really special to be able to encourage the guys and cheer them on and and to know what it feels like to be a part of a state tournament you know it's it's really special and i think it's it's even more special for for Aberdeen because we host the state bees and and all these towns come out with their support and their fans and it's just such a beautiful atmosphere and then you're there you know at 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 almost fifty years old, um, watching watching these guys have a dream uh-huh. and watching it come to pass. Uh, I know they wanted to do a little bit better than they did, but but the year before that they were second place, and the year before that was the COVID year, and we had qualified for the first time in school history. And so, and then of course this this year um, they're hoping to get back there and uh, and do well again. So I, I'm cheering them on from a distance, even though I'm not at the school.
0: You know, there's. I know that education was a big part of uh, your your life, knowing that you wanted to get in education right after basketball. But was there any time that you thought about being a coach?
1: You know, that's a great question, and I would, and I I know the answer right away about being a coach, and the answer is no, because what's interesting when I observe myself. Uh, I coached junior high basketball and, and I did okay at coaching junior high basketball, <laughs> but, but I watch, I watch how co- like, you know, the Terry Smalls and the Bob Olsons and, and uh you watch how they are able to analyze the game and see the X's and O's of it, where I was more of an intuitive player where I, I, it, I didn't. I didn't always I wasn't as an analytic player as I was an intuitive player and so so I felt like I just I just knew that I, I would that just wasn't my skill set because I could just tell. Um so anyway, I stuck to junior high and that was about good enough.
0: <laughs> I know that uh your faith has been really important. Um you're you a strong faith in high school. You you strong faith in college. You still have a strong faith probably kept you pretty level headed. Um, what, what was it like with your faith, um, in high school and going into college? It's, it's been a big part of your life.
1: Yeah, it really has been. And that, that stems back, that stems back to when I was nine years old and my dad had a car accident. And, uh, and my dad's given me permission to share the story cause it might help somebody else. But he, he, he had, uh, he had a, he had a challenge with alcohol and he had a car accident and it nearly took his life. And at that time, uh, priorities changed for us. And I started going to church. And as soon as I started, uh, I went into that church and I was hearing the hymns and I was hearing about God's love for us. I I felt home. And, uh, and that was the beginning of just, just a, a lifelong journey of, of loving God and knowing that he loves us and that 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 he is love and that really does inspire me and and encourage me and give me hope every day and and uh, so that was kind of the catalyst for change in our lives it kind of was why does it take a rock bottom experience for us to to change and grow I wished it weren't that way but sometimes it is and then and then in high school My sophomore year, I was feeling the pressure of the responsibility of being a basketball player in a state tournament and state championship and having to go back and play another one and and uh I was struggling emotionally. I remember praying, God, I'm not having as much fun. I, I need some help here and uh and then early on in the season I met a, a little boy named Travis Peters who had cancer and he did not terminal cancer. He didn't have very long to live and And my dad showed me the newspaper article after I'd been coming back from a road trip from Watertown where I was disappointed in my play and feeling sorry for myself and, I read this article about a little boy and guess what his goal was? His goal was to be a golden Eagles basketball player. And if that doesn't bring you to your knees, I don't know what will. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've been given a gift to be able to play this game, put that uniform on. And it just changed my perspective. And it was just an answer to prayer that has really helped me every day think about the gift of each day, the gift of life, the gift of people, and, uh, and the gift of God's love. You know, it, it's just, that's, uh, that's the hope that's, that I have and, and love to share with others whenever I can.
0: Well, unfortunately, uh, that young man you're talking about passed away the day that you were at the uh, state championships in Rapid City.
1: Yes, he did. Travis was able – he lived the whole season. He lived longer than expected, and he passed away during the semifinal night of of, the, of my sophomore year in high school basketball. That was the year I missed that shot to win the game. And I tell you what uh, – you know, knowing that Travis was in my life and and helped me reset my thinking and my priorities, that last shot missing that hurts, but uh, not nearly as not nearly as much when you think about all the things we have to be thankful for.
0: Last one for you, uh, Eric. What are you most proud of of your basketball career?
1: That's a great question. What am I most proud of? Um, I think that I would have to say. The relationships I made with the guys and and their their kindness to me and and just what it meant to be a part of something together, you know that that togetherness really is something that's special to me. And and I know I don't always get to see all of my teammates very much anymore, but if they're listening, that that to me. I'm just so grateful for them. I'm grateful for the coaches and the fans and, and, and I think just, just remembering, remembering that it's a gift, you know, and, and we can talk statistics and we can talk records and, and uh, you know, when it comes down to it, there's just, just so much to be thankful for. uh, And, and I think, I, I did all right, staying in that perspective and, and I'm I'm thankful for that. It's it's been life lessons that have carried over as I'm fifty years old now and that now I get to encourage high school kids that come to campus to take their some of their early college experience classes and I'm like, Wow, I get to I get to share my life with them and however I can encourage them. I'm I'm super excited about it.
0: If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Programs such as this are only possible through the continued support of our listeners like you. For South Dakota Public Broadcasting, I'm Craig Maddox. Join us again on the next episode of In Play.